Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Seven Lamb Productions presents to you End of All Hope. Episode 14, The Real Dr. Bennett. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So you weren't lying about being attacked. We picked up those creatures about 90 minutes ago. Well, two of them. Kilmer and Emerson had led me back to the tent with the medical tables. We stood by the dead slasher. I once again donned gloves and this time examined the claws. I'm sorry. Jay and Serena had gone back to the parking lot, the quarantine zone. I know it isn't easy. I know your trek wasn't easy. Sorry for doubting you earlier. I picked up the creature's hand. Slashers. Not the cleverest name, but suitable. So, what is all this? We were hoping you could tell us. Tell you what? You guys seem to know everything already. More than I do. Why am I here? We need to know what we're dealing with. I'll tell you what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a goddamn alien invasion. We know that much. We're wondering if you could go over some slide samples of the bacteria, look over the field reports. We need to know how long it takes for this to spread, how long we have. And the CDC? We're still trying to get communication back, but in case we don't, in case everything stays dark, we need to find out everything we can here, now. I have several reports that may help. I walked around the table. This is an invasive species that is doing what it needs for survival. But what purpose is the bacteria? Probably no purpose at all. Plenty of species of animals invade new areas and cause all kinds of havoc on native wildlife. 
pythons in the Everglades, the snakehead fish in Maine and California, the cane toad, the Nile perch, all invasive species that decimate wildlife in this specific region. So think of this as an invasion. That's not hard to imagine. These things, for whatever reason, chose Earth. They come here and start spreading disease. The reaction happens to turn people into mutated things. Yeah, but we need to know how long it takes for them to turn. My assumption would be not long at all. It's been, what, three days since the meteor shower in New York? I continued to slowly walk around the table, but stopped when I noticed the tear on the inside of the creature's thigh. Care to tell me what this is? During the autopsy, we noticed a scar on the inside of the creature's leg. We opened it and discovered an item. An item? Not an organ, but definitely something organic. We weren't sure what it was, but the moment we pulled it out, an electromagnetic pulse was emitted from the item, and it destroyed half of our electronics. We think that may be the reason why we haven't been able to reestablish communications. The item inside the creature wasn't connected to anything. That's the reason we don't think it's an actual organ. I remember the old man at the motel. Lights flickered and he knew they were coming. I've seen this before. We think this is a... a weapon. This is why it's so imperative we find out everything we can. If these creatures keep spreading their disease and keep destroying our technology, it won't be long before we're completely helpless. Can I see it? One moment. Emerson left the tent. Kilmer and I stood in awkward silence for a few moments. Maybe it makes a little more sense now. What? The quarantine. You need to tell those people what's going on. The sheriff will make an appearance soon. You do understand that it will cause a panic? There's already panic. People have heard the news reports. They know about the meteors. Yes, but the people here, they don't know about these things. Not yet, anyway. It's only a matter of time. And if we tell them, where will they go? Who knows? But you have to give them that choice. Let them do what they need to do for survival. Like the native species they are? I didn't answer. I walked around the table and over to a stool. I was about to sit when Emerson appeared, a small box in his hand. Careful with that. Emerson cautiously placed it on an empty table. Whatever you do, don't touch it. Emerson opened the small lid of the box. Inside, a bright blue orb the size of a tennis ball. We really shouldn't have this close to our computers. The captain was ready to destroy it. What? We can't do that. We need to get it to a lab. Well, he wants it out of here. We'll take it to the other side of the creek, but we can't destroy it. I agree. Why isn't it affecting the laptops, the lights? It's deactivated, apparently. How do you know? Small electric charges seem to be emanating from the orb. It still looks active. It may be. 
Except it hasn't given off another pulse since we removed it from the creature's body. Possibly something in the makeup of this creature? Interesting. If each creature has a weapon like this embedded in them, we were really outmatched. Meteors, they're, they're still falling. It explains why they're mainly hitting large cities. It's where they can do the most damage. I felt sick. The realization that this wasn't going to end. That this was just the beginning of an overall invasion. One that seemed to be planned. Before I look at anything else, I want to see my colleague, Mark Averon. Who? I can assure you, he's fine. I want to see him. Okay, well I'm taking this thing to be stored. I can give you a ride back into town. Thank you. Emerson drove me back into town. I had the glorious duty of carrying the EMP in my lap. I was careful not to bump it around too much. He should be in there. That tent on the far end is medical. Thanks. I'll be back shortly to pick you up. Okay. I walked over to the tent. I was expecting to be stopped by guards, but no one bothered. I headed inside with ease. The fact that I was dropped off in a jeep must mean that I shouldn't be messed with. I walked through the tent. There was a row of long tables. No one was inside, save for the two people at the far end laying on gurneys. The last one held Mark. Mark! I trotted over to him. He blinked a few times and stretched. Where the hell are we? Dr. Bennett. Dr. Bennett. Wait, what? It's best if you refer to me as Dr. Catherine Bennett. What are you talking about? I looked over to the other person in the gurney next to Mark's. The man shifted around, but his eyes remained closed. It's a long story. I'll tell you about it in a bit. Just from now on, Dr. Bennett. Mark gave a concerned look. Where are we, Dr. Bennett? Military camp. I don't know if you remember what happened. I remember being chased by those things. The car flipping... That's it. We carried you through the woods, but these things attacked us. And not the same things from the motel. There's others. Others? Mark, this is a full-on invasion. We have to get to Cali. We can't wait around any longer. How are you feeling? Okay. Massive headache, but other than that, fine. Have they been taking care of you? There's an annoying nurse, 
not sure where she went. She won't let me have any food. We need to go, but I don't think they're just going to let us leave. How can they keep us here? The whole place is a quarantine zone. They have patrols driving around. It was a patrol who picked us up and brought us here. Can you walk? I haven't tried yet, but I don't see why not. Mark climbed out of the gurney. <sighs> easy. Easy. I'm fine, Ava. Let's go before that bitch nurse comes back. Okay. And can we maybe find food? I brought Mark to the police station parking lot, where people were still waiting for the sheriff to make an announcement. Holy shit! Mark! Jay and Serena were sitting on a curb. Hey, Jay. You... alright? I'm fine. Sit. I'm fine, Ava. You mean, Dr. Bennett. Someone care to explain that to me? You want to do that, Jay? I have to go. Go? Kilmer and Emerson want me to look over some files and some data samples. You know you're not a real science officer, right? Say that a little louder, Jay. I'm sorry, who and who? I thought we needed to get to Cali. I told you, Mark, they aren't going to let us walk out of here. That's for damn sure. I talked to this lady an hour ago, and she said they have patrols blocking the roads. She was trying to drive through, but they stopped her and brought her and her sister here. See? How can they do that, and why? Jay, you want to explain? And with that, I headed off. I wanted to say something to Serena, but I decided against it. Not now. She just found out about her brother. She needed time to grieve. And where do you think you're going? The woman who screened us stepped out from behind a curtain wall by the edge of the parking lot. Meeting with Dr. Emerson. Sorry, didn't realize it was you. That's right, you didn't. I pushed past her and smirked. I've never been a person in such power. Sure, I led some field expeditions, but this was completely different. Don't get too comfortable, Ava. You need to leave this place. Maybe I can look over the slides, the data, give them some info, and then talk my way out of leaving this small town. If they're blocking the roads, taking a car and trying to drive out of here won't work. Unless I could coerce someone.
I'm sorry, what? It's true. The creatures at the motel, the ones coming from the meteors, they bite people. And then those people turn. Jay, what's wrong with her? Serena's brother, he, he was attacked. He's one of those things now. That's why she's like that. She hasn't said a word since she found out. Shit. Well, then what the hell are we still doing here? I think Ava has a plan. You think or you hope? A day had passed and it was already night again. My time was split between looking over slides and samples in the military camp and plotting an escape with Mark and Jay. More patrols were set out as more people made their way through the town. Each person trying to pass through was brought into the quarantine zone, which now had several large tents that housed cots for all of its guests. People were starting to get restless. The sheriff finally made an appearance during the day, but he didn't say much. Just to keep calm, the military knew what had to be done. It was in the best interest of us all, and definitely for our safety. The end goal was taking one of the jeeps in the camp and gathering Mark, Serena, Jay, and two of our new friends, Trisha and Lori, sisters that we met in the quarantine zone. They were traveling west to Cincinnati. I saw the group at the far end of one of the tents. How goes the homework? I was everyone's source of information. After hours of staring at documents and slides, I was getting tired, and it was getting frustrating that I didn't have any new information. Nothing new. You look tired. I'm on no sleep. What about a way out? Do you think we can still get a Jeep? I'm gonna try. When? Trisha was short and blonde. She was 29, but looked a lot younger. Her sister, Lori, she was a tad taller and had short, dirty blonde hair and a thinner frame. Lori sat next to me and brushed her bangs from her eyes. It's not tonight, is it? I'm gonna try. Emerson and Kilmer haven't given me a lot of time alone. We just spent the last two hours dissecting one of the Shriekers. But I think Kilmer is leaving tonight. If it's just Emerson and I, I may be able to sneak off. If I grab a Jeep and make it here, I'll park on the west side of the lot. How will we know? I'll come grab you guys, but we'll have to hurry, so just be ready. They all nodded. Maybe I should come with you. No. It'll be harder for me to make an excuse to leave. Right now, I've gained their trust, and they let me come here, so worse comes to worse, Emerson will just think I'm here visiting you guys. Thing is, I want to be far away from here when they figure out I'm nowhere to be found. My heart's beating already. Relax, Trisha. Ava doesn't even know if she can get it tonight. Dr. Bennett, you mean? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I stayed and talked with everyone for a little while. I told them about the dissected Shrieker, although there wasn't much of interest to report. After about 30 minutes, I figured I should head back. I wondered if Kilmer would be waiting for me, or if I would have to walk back. That's when I saw Embridge, standing by the Jeep, smiling at me. Well, hello there. You don't have patrol? Shift's over. Still have work to do, though. Oh. The captain told me to pick you up and bring you to camp. 
How was your friend with the head trauma? He's better. Ambridge didn't make eye contact with me. He stared at the road as we made our way over the bridge. We drove through camp and past the tents. Wait, where are we going? I want to show you something. I think Emerson is waiting for me. We pulled up to the small wooded trail. We climbed out of the jeep. And Ambridge led me to the cage where the shriekers were. Shriekers in the cage. Caught two more today. Is that so? I looked around. We were the only two people here. Where are the guards? I am the guard. What? I picked you up because I thought at best I got to you before the captain did. What do you mean? You see that woman? Go ahead. Get a little closer. I stepped closer to the cage. What am I looking at? Her badge. The woman shrieker jumped at me, her arms reaching through the bars. She wore a dark blue suit that was coated in dried blood. I saw her badge flailing around. It took me a moment to read it. But then I saw Dr. Catherine Bennett. Shit. I turned around to Ambridge, smirking and shaking his head. You're in big trouble. End of All Hope, written by Robert M. Lamb, edited by Seth York, Adam Jetmore, and Robert M. Lamb, starring Hope Ennis as Ava, Nick Engelhardt as Mark, Adam Jetmore as Jay, co-starring Jenny Bailey, Justin Stewart, Jay Marone, Chris Cartesano, Amber Simpson, Brian Messick, Mike Lenhart. Christopher Atkinson, John Lassabeth, Kyle Appleyard, Maria Baumgartner, Kaylin Boyd, Jack Austin, Seth York, Jonathan Moss, Amy LeRae, April Cadmus Marsh, Daniel Brown, Ashley York, Nick Ott, Mitchell Beck, Jose Caraballo, and Robert M. Lamb. Music provided by Incompetech.com and Dylan Mixer at dylanmixercomposer.bandcamp.com. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. Visit www.7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this one.
This has been a Seven Lamb production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.